Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Creating a sales culture in your salon is something I know many salon owners struggle with. For starters, most stylists and therapists don't recognize sales as part of their job. They're colorists, beauticians, creatives, essentially. They're not salespeople. We know, however, that sales is a vital part of running a salon. And actually, in order for your team to be successful and develop their careers, they need to be salespeople. So how do we make them understand that? And beyond understanding How do we teach and nurture a great sales culture within our team? The problem is, often as salon owners, managers, or mentors, we're so focused on the practical, technical skills of our team members that we often neglect their soft skills. And what I mean by soft skills is things like communication, collaboration, teamwork, confidence. These skills are the backbone of sales and key skills that contribute to a really positive sales culture. And the way to establish and maintain the standard for soft skills among your team is through workshops. Now, just to be clear, I'm talking about workshops, not technical training. Both are important. And in this episode of the Salon Owners Collective Podcast, I'm bringing you a really valuable snippet of one of our Salon Mastery coaching calls where we discuss the importance of running soft skill-based workshops with your team and how to implement them to create a winning sales culture and ultimately increase your sales in your salon. Plus, we discuss the trick to reframing sales in your salon to get your team comfortable, confident, and motivated when it comes to sales. Because I know they're often not, because it is their job to sell. Whether that's an upgrade, a product recommendation, or a rebooking, sales is part of their job description. Let's dive in. Have you run workshops before per se workshops no no done any of you got... not not a workshop so okay cool and if you ran a workshop what would you say forget the workshop just per se what would be what would you be super happy with the outcome of that like what would you like your team to be able to do at the end I would like them to have a consistent method that everybody does through the salon you know it becomes contagious the more people if everyone's doing the same thing it becomes contagious one person forgets they remember because everyone's doing it and then as new people come into the team it they just walk in and they start doing it straight away because this is what we do here yes I remember the day that I suddenly had this realization that the team were self-correcting each other do you know, like, like you say, that that the team or the collective is stronger than any individual and they start to self-correct. It's super powerful. Yeah. And so uh, I think Greta has put the link to A-grade performance workshops. And I think that, you know, the, the power of the group when you're working towards something positive is super powerful. It can also be 
if, if it's something negative, the power of the group can work equally as against you. But the power of the group, if you do it in the right way, is more powerful than than the one-on-one. Like I think there's a space for one-on-one training, but as a group, you get the it's that sort of group mentality and they start to support each other and self-correct. So that uh, masterclass that workshop that Greta's just popped in there. Uh, have you what have you watched that? Are you aware of that at this point? I haven't watched that, but I I will watch it. Yeah, I'll give you a kind of a quick overview of it now. But I think, have any of you guys done done that workshop? No. Okay. Basically, we'll give you a step-by-step of how to put a workshop together on the basis of how we run our workshops, for example. It's the same stepping stones through the learning journey. So identifying why. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. What are the challenges that we're going through? Uh, why are we faced with this problem? What are we going to do about it? Making sure people get up, move around. Typically in the hair and beauty industry, we're very kinesthetic. So using all modes of listening, learning, touching, moving. So you get into the full learning state and a little bit of kind of crowd management, I guess. Do you know how do we get everybody to stay focused and what's the perfect amount of time to spend learning a skill? And then also how do you put the information together and be clear on the outcome of the session? So it's a good little structured session that you can pull together and and help build some visual templates and plan 60, 90 minutes worth of, we call it a workshop because rather than a training because there's technical training. Do you know how to do the skill? But with these workshops, we want to make a distinction that these are often the soft skills or the sales skills or the communication skills and the other stuff, selling skills specifically around retail and things. There is a retail workshop, I'll I'll think of the name in just a moment, that you could use some of the content from to build your own workshop. Why I like that one in particular is that she helps you come up with good memory tricks to teach your team so they remember the key elements of the retail items and they get some really good language around it. All of those workshops, uh, retail workshops are great. But what I encourage you to do is to watch them And then take some of those selling skills into your own workshop that you do with your team. Yes. I think as a when you're when you've got that layout with the workshop, it brings to light for yourself and then in the future when you're bringing in your manager and you bring them in, if you've got a layout and a format, it's an easier Passover as well. It's like creating a system that she could then start using and, and mapping out and then you're both on the same page or working together on it. That's how we do it ourselves here and yeah. bouncing ideas off each other if you kind of have it all on one piece and have a system. And so I think it's, you know, if it's fresh and new for you to start workshops and building into that, then start it off and create the system now uh, using that great structure. Yeah, great. I think we actually go through it in that workshop workshop the workshop on workshops how do you create a workshop and then future proof it right because you want to be smart about setting up these systems in your business so if you do a retail workshop next week you want to make sure like you're going to need to do it's not all once and done you want to do that workshop probably at a minimum every year because your team they need a refresher new product nobody learns things the first time we've got to do repetition 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 and so you want to start setting yourself up a schedule So if you did the retail workshop in May, every May we do retail and we learn Mm. how to sell. 
and you could vary it somewhat because there's lots of retail workshops inside the hub that you could pull apart but you want to have that reusable right and so then when somebody new comes along and you're like actually a new recruit comes on board she's not very good at retail or she expresses that she could do some improvement you can take her through that uh, either in a one-on-one environment because you've done the work uh, and uh, or if you're super smart if you're running it in real life workshop I would be recording it I would put zoom on in the corner and record you guys doing the workshop because then when your new recruit comes along you can put that in your google drive for example and you can get her to watch it that's not yep. two people now sitting out taking time out to do the one-on-one teaching she can go through the workshop that you've already done as a team. She can see the team dynamics and the questions and the conversations that you've had together. You know, somebody asks a question and she was already thinking that. And then you just get her to do a couple of questions at the end. We call it active learning. A couple of questions at the end so you know that she's actually taking it in. And then you're you're, you're future proofing. One, you can teach it again in the future. Two, you can upskill your people quickly. Quiet downtime, quiet days. Right, go and do some... Retail, retail workshops yeah great good excellent good okay i'd love to hear if anyone else is focused on retail had amazing wins what you know done a workshop like larissa said around that retail focus has anyone done that yet and had some awesome wins i done lots of workshops for my staff just in regards to retail i think our retail tripled in the last years but it, even though I did it right before COVID first and then after COVID, but it, because the system is in place, I'm really looking forward to redo it. When the new team members are joined, I sort of did a little bit of that again. So it's got a bit of consistency. We tripled our retail in, in the last like a year or so. So good. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, That's a significant amount. Well done. Yeah, we didn't used to sell retail at all and it was good. I got some of the companies as well to come in, like the colour companies, because I did the workshop myself, so I'm definitely taking notes to do this. And then I got the companies that we work with to come in, complimentary, because, you know, we're selling Mm -hmm. their product. I did that all in one, like in the whole month. And then every day, some every week, someone would have to write it down three new products per week and work on those three products in that week. Mm. And also find one client that they would believe worked for them and then talk about that product to that one client they believed worked, would work for them, like a little practice. And then one week was a bit too short, so we did that in two weeks. So they picked three products in that two weeks and learned a little bit about that product use themselves, take home, and, yeah, pick a client and talk about it to their client. And, yeah, that was not immediately. We did it in maybe a few months, within three months, and it worked. I think there's real power in focus. Tell me if you've thought this, because I remember when I used to think I used to probably feel frustrated or or a bit of tension around just focusing on the one thing I remember that feeling it's like oh I want to focus on one product just selling one product this week Mm. like that's just that just feels too little (laughs) 
But my manager, actually, she kind of was like, come on, Larissa, here's Jane. She's selling zero. Just get her to sell one. One, was yeah. I was like wanting her to sell like five. Or I'd wanted to talk about the shampoo and the conditioner and the styling product, like, you know, not. Because <laughs> I wanted a big impact. But I learned over time that actually, just with a little bit of patience and a little bit of time, you actually get more impact if you do focus on the one thing. Sell the one product before you sell the two products, sell the three products just to, to what you were saying like here's just three things and we're just going to focus on that until you nail that mm. then we'll worry about the other things because you know you've got 97 things on the shelf and just focus on one or three things feels really minuscule but actually the impact you actually get to the result to the bigger sales result faster hey Chris here I just wanted to jump in and talk to you about this a little more because I think it's really important. When you have a team that's self-correcting, by which I mean they're correcting each other's behaviours in the salon without needing, without you needing to get involved, and not in a negative way, they're doing it because they're working towards a shared goal and if their team is successful, then the salon is successful. And if the salon is successful, then that paves the way for their own success and personal development. And so, when your team is at that point and that they're starting to self-correct, it's really a sign of a strong team culture. And a strong team culture is built on a really, an intentional balance of processes and communication. Everyone is on the same page, working towards the same goal. The expectations are clear and they're doing it together. And this is something that we teach in Salon Mastery. We have a big section on building a rockstar team. And this is just a small piece of that puzzle. So if you're interested in learning more about Salon Mastery or maybe our Momentum program, then please reach out. You can chat to me directly. You'll find a link in the show notes of this episode. I would love to hear from you. Tell me a little bit about the Salon and let's see if Salon Mastery is the right fit for you. Okay, let's jump back to the coaching call. I feel actually at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. So I, asked, I think that's the right yeah. approach for sure. I also find that it's easier for you to recommend something that you understand Mm-hmm. how it works so you you're recommending a product but you really don't understand exactly how that product works so it's harder so if you really understand and if you use it you have to feel ones you're going to like it other ones you won't like as much and obviously you probably sell more the ones you like but it, yes you're going to understand what the product is and it's easier that's how this ex- experiment i did with my team i found it worked because they're more confident with what they were talking about yes yep yep for sure taking an item off the shelf and the girls had to ask yes or no answer to guess what product was in the box I love that mm. it's really cool one it's fun and two you're getting you're having to decipher through the different benefits and features of the product I think that's pretty cool it's very clever fun way of doing it too it's like yeah make it fun keep it fun makes it more interesting for them yeah for sure I think too many people are fearful of being salespeople, and so we get all very serious about it so keeping it fun and light and focused on the outcome for the client for sure I used to change that language as well Larissa like around we need to sell this many or sell three products recommend three products I just want you to recommend three products a day and that change from sell to recommend all of a sudden that team member has this sense of confidence to oh the weight's off my shoulders to sell it 
I'm recommending it, but actually by them recommending it, they get the sale. They get that win from the client because the client hears why they need it because they're recommending it. So I think it's just that flip of language sometimes can really make a turn with your team. Then it's just a numbers game, actually. You know, I hate to compare salons and McDonald's, but the the old, do you want fries with that? That's a numbers game. They know Mm. that every 10 times they ask, three will say yes. And so when you think about recommending, if you're recommended to 100% of your clients and they got the recommendation, there'll be a number of people that take the purchase just purely out of a numbers game. That Mm. number will be different for everybody, obviously. It's usually around 30%, but it could be as high as 60, depending on the scripting and the language that you use. All right. Do you have some tools? Yes, I do have some tools. Yes, definitely. All right, good. I'll watch those two videos, but I I really like that box one as well. Yeah. Yeah. But that's fun and it'll get everybody active in the workshop that we do as well rather than all sitting there sometimes yes they feeling awkward yeah stunned mullets so if I can get them all involved that would be really fun yeah Yeah. for sure I love it all right uh you kind of are on the game of sales too right anything else separate specifically that we can support you with on sales or do you have a, a few things up your sleeve I guess we bring retail into our huddles a little bit like we were doing everyone go and grab a product off the shelf and then we kind of ran it for about a week. That was quite handy just to get everyone focused and maybe try and get a product that you don't know about much and then try and bring it to the team so that everyone's aware of the how to use it, what it retails for, who it works best on, like which hair type. Mm-hmm. but not trying to make it sound sales pitchy or anything like that just trying yeah. to like educate your team because some of the girls that we do have weren't familiar with the product range so it's kind of nice for them to feel confident with the team that's kind of what we've done aging in, in the past which has worked quite well with getting the girls knowledge up trying to get them to sell three retail products just grabbing three retail products putting it in front of the client just saying this is what I used on you today and it's literally just asking them the question right like it's do you need anything today when they leave yeah to see what they need I guess but if you think about making the biggest impact on your sales in terms of your key performance indicators where does the focus need to be for you guys retail retail at the moment oh it's retail yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. We were just talking about having like an incentive or something for the next week or couple of weeks to get mm. our focus back. Mm. We should watch that video that you've just put that link up for. We can go over it tomorrow. Yeah, that will be good. That one's really good for some language or like getting mm. some kind of key points, for, you know, benefits, features, and getting some elevator pitch you know like each product has its own little script this is what I say about this one and getting Mm. it sort of salesy the tell me don't sell me is Mm. that recommendation piece the one that Greta mentioned before Uh, I like that one for reframing and it's actually something you could you could put on in front of your team in a team meeting like yeah bring your laptop and run it for them and then discuss the workshop afterwards because it does that reframing of I don't want to be salesy and the recommendation that Greta was just talking about and just getting so one gives them the language and two kind of 
I guess it kind of language again, but in a different way. And so that one, if if you're feeling some tension around team members that don't want to sell that one, is a definitely a good one. And that's a wrap. I thought that was a really valuable conversation and I really wanted to share it with you all. Workshops are super invaluable when it comes to building a sales culture in your team. And you've heard just now how valuable they can be from the horse's mouth. The power of workshops to create a collaborative environment with a shared goal is something that can't be underestimated in the salon. Not only this, but we use workshops to future-proof the sales process in your salon. We're all about working smarter and not harder. Am I right? And then one of the most valuable parts of that conversation, I think, was around reframing sales, the sales culture in the salon by changing the language from selling to recommending. Such a great tip from our salon mastery coach, Coach Greta. And she shared how to overcome that hesitance that so many salon owners get from their team when it comes to sales, because it is their job to sell. More importantly, it's their job to educate their clients and give them the information that they need to make discussions that will result ultimately in better overall client experiences and build that lasting trust. They're the experts, and it's time they start acting like it. Am I right? As you would have heard in the coaching call, we have dozens of done-for-you workshops in the Salon Mastery Hub, covering a range of different soft skills, sales techniques. So if you're interested in getting your hands on those, then let's chat. I'd love to hear more about your salon and your team and maybe see if Salon Mastery or maybe the Momentum Program is a good fit for you. Otherwise, same time, same place on the podcast next week. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.